When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal Podcast, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by the GM Saul Bookman in studio today. Yay! Yay! What a week! And we're leading off not with <laughs> Kyler Murray, but with something different. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so much i mean listen like there was there was been something said today people are upset listen the fan base is passionate about they are they're passionate God about the them. you know what it's kind of refreshing because for the longest time i was like are are they are, are cardinals fans as passionate as suns fans and to me it is Without a doubt, they're as passionate as Suns fans. It's kind of refreshing. I enjoy it. Like you know, I've even I've even uh, you know responded to some people on Twitter and said, "Hey, we under we love constructive criticism. We do. We're not always going to say the things you want to hear, but we're going to tell you some of the things we think you need to hear. Absolutely. And here we go. You know, one day we will be able to start this show without you having to do a disclaimer like that. Based on <laughs> I've been on this show with you, Johnny, every- for a week and a half, and I feel like every single day I've started off with a disclaimer. <laughs> God bless you, Saul. He's my buffer as it relates to a lot of what's going on. I don't... Listen, I'm here to do one thing, and that's provide content for all of you. We are in the interesting business. We are also in the Arizona Cardinal business as it relates to what we believe is relevant. And by the way, you tell us what you think is relevant based on your comments, your likes, yeah, your, your yeah. retweets. Um, and Kyler's had a tough week, um, so we're going to give him a pause until topic two. But it was interesting this morning, Saul. We knew some of the opponents, specifically from a home perspective. We now have the 2022 Arizona Cardinal opponents for next season. And good hell, it is a gauntlet. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate a lot of the optimism I'm seeing on Twitter as it relates to we can do this. Some teams are going to fall off, and that's true. Like you look at New Orleans, you look at potentially Atlanta, the Bucks, the Bucks, maybe a lot of turnover. That home schedule, that is a gauntlet of teams that either made the playoffs or were about one game away from not making the playoffs. When you're talking about Seattle, who, by the way, Gave the Arizona Cardinals an ass kicking week 18 yeah, yeah. as one of the few non playoff teams. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough next season. <laughs> Yo, first of all, get your tickets. Yes. And get your popcorn because it's going to be awesome. Uh, I expect one of those games probably flex to Mexico. Cool. I, I, I don't know which one, but if I was a betting man, I'd probably say either L.A. or San Francisco will get flexed to, to, to Mexico because that's where, you know, if the Cowboys were on there, I would say it would be that. Maybe but the Chargers. Maybe the Chargers, but the Chargers, I mean, does their fan base even exist? Like, let's uh, be real. Well, they played in San, San Diego, which is semi-close to Mexico, and they, they used to have a good – I think they've played a game or two in Mexico City, the Chargers have previously – 
But I'm with you. I think it's got to be one of the California teams. And that fact that you have nine home games, I think that's an easy move for the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then on the road, listen, can you pull that back up one more time, Leah? Uh, that road schedule, to me, I'm not too scared about the road schedule, to be honest with you. If, if they perform the way they did at the beginning of last season, which is a big if, um, yeah, I think they're going to be okay on the road. Denver's going to be tough. It is. Because Denver's defense is really strong, and we always have a hard time with the with the Panthers. We hate the Panthers. And the Vikings, I feel like those are the ones. Uh, listen, the Raiders game, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough because they're a good team. Yeah. But I also think Cardinal fans are going to travel to that one. They are. And so Absolutely. it's not going to be as significant as maybe it once was. I look at that away schedule, and I think – very minimal East Coast travel. Uh, yes. You think about, okay, the divisional games, quick quick trips, right? Now on their fancy new private jet. Really, the Arizona two. Cardinals. They got to go to Carolina, which good hell. You know, we'll see what happens. Matt Rule versus Cliff Kingsbury, round three. Rule has gotten the better of him, so hopefully the Cardinals will be motivated. And then Atlanta, the Cardinals usually play Atlanta well. And then Minnesota, if you, if you consider that robust East Coast travel, I don't. But that's just a place historically that team in that stadium in years prior, they haven't played well. They haven't fared well. So I will say that the Raiders trip, the Denver trip, those are very favorable matchups because you, you assume those are going to be one mm-hmm. one o'clock kickoff times for the Cardinals. So it's the home games for me. The Cardinals were so bad at home last year. And now every week, one more time, Lee, with the graphic. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep asking you to pull it up. I think about when I, when I look at, okay, who, how many franchise quarterbacks do the Cardinals have to face? That's the game I play when I look at schedules. You've got the Saints now, which they're in quarterback purgatory, so that's good news. No Sean Payton. Jalen Hurts gave this team issues two years ago. But he's and, not a franchise quarterback. Well, he's on. He's a fringe guy for me. I do like him. Tampa Bay, they're you know they're they're in trouble now. Although Brady's talking about will he or won't he come back? I just with how bad this team played last year at home. That is a daunting, daunting home schedule. There's three or four on that list that I'm really concerned about. Kansas City, possibly San Diego. <laughs> I mean, L.A. And uh, the Rams, obviously. might, But the Rams might not even be that big of a concern because, hell, they might not have Aaron Donald and they might not have... Don't do that to and, me. And they might not have uh, McVay. Like, That's not... Is there people who seriously believe McVay is going to retire? He didn't commit to it. Like, you could take the graphic down now, Leah. Sorry. Uh, listen, like, he didn't commit to it. Aaron Donald went on the record before the Super Bowl and said he might not come back if they win the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. Like, Sean McVay might not come back and be the coach of the L.A. Rams. And if that doesn't, if that happens, this whole division is flipped on its head. I think they're doing what smart people do when they want more money and they're saying, mm, I might retire unless you pay me more. No, Aaron, no, no, no. Aaron Donald, I'm with you. And please, God, as Josh Hunt puts it in the chat, we're all praying for an, for an AD retirement. We need Aaron Donald up out of the NFC West. He is, he is Lawrence Taylor 2.0. He's the best defensive player since Lawrence Taylor, in my opinion. Get him out of the NFC West. McVay, there's no way in hell that McVay is leaving. Dude. No way. Look, if you're Sean McVay and you look at this Rams team, you know that the future is going to be shit because you don't have a lot of draft capital. I don't buy that. And it's going to be all free agency stuff. You can only have so many max guys on your roster before you run out of money. Like, I just don't see. I think he sees 
the future and what it could hold, especially if Aaron Donald retires. And he's like, you know what? Let me let me get out and come back with a different team. I think Sean McVay, if I'm Sean McVay, I, number one, I've never had a losing season. Worst season is 9-7. and seven. I've had one non-playoff season. I have my quarterback now who's now a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I have my core pieces in Cooper Cup. Um, I, you know, Cam Akers will be back healthy next year. I just think too too much of McVay in terms of him as a head coach. I think they can make it work. Now they may not be Super Bowl contenders every year, but I think they're going to certainly be viable. Um, and to me, you, you got to catch the Rams early in the season to be able to knock them off, like the Cardinals did this year. I believe that was Week Four when both teams were were three and zero, and the Cardinals throttled them in L.A. Playing the Rams late in the year is not a good matchup for Cliff Kingsbury against Sean McVay because the Rams typically are playing their best football. We know the Cardinals are playing their worst football. So I would hope that similar to like maybe San Francisco where the Cardinals got them twice early in the mm-hmm. year, let's let's load up on the Rams early next season because we've seen it with Kyler Murray. He is at his at his healthiest early in the year, and he, he gets banged up as, as the season progresses. So uh, it's a – looking at that schedule – 5,000 feet above the surface, no free agency, no draft. What do you think final final record prediction here in mid-February? Oh, man. Because that's what we do there's, on February 15th. There's a lot. There's a lot that's going to have to shake out. I, on the surface, I think they're going to be 10-7. and seven. Yeah. I think it's the same record as what they had this year. I think ten, uh, one, one game worse. One game worse. I think 10-7 and seven is, is a safe pick. It's what I put on Twitter. I'll double down on that. I think that they will play the disrespect card. Because they have J.J. Watt, and they will get up for some games. And they are they are too talented to completely go into the gutter. And they are going to, I mean, when push comes to shove, when you think the chips are down, Steve Kime will make a big trade that no one is expecting. They will spend money they do not have. Everybody's jobs are in jeopardy. And Cliff Kingsbury, for, for all the crap that he's getting nationally, like, he can put together game plans that leave you head-scratching your head. Like, who is this guy? This guy's unbelievable. He went into Cleveland and just embarrassed them. He went to Seattle and beat and went to San Francisco with Colt McCoy. Do back-to-back road divisional games, and he dominated. Like, so we can get those performances. It's not like we haven't seen the Cardinals put together those kind of performances. That's why I'm with you. I think they get to 10 wins. Yeah, I think 10 wins is, I mean, it's, it's a reasonable expectation. Yeah. It's not outlandish. They could surpass those expectations easily. They could, they could also fall quite short of those. Like, mm-hmm. it just depends on how things are going to shake out in the offseason. And listen, that home schedule is a gauntlet, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they'll flip this year on its head and say, hey, that was more of an outlier than it was the, you know, the norm. Let's uh, let's go ahead and fix this and, and perform better at home next year. I expect them to, because that was just that was almost an albatross. It was what that was. They need to revamp their home experience top to bottom. Uh, and we've said kind of dealing with some new uniforms, maybe a little. God, wouldn't it be a perfect time to rebrand yourselves, Cardinals, to get away from this shit storm that is the beginning of February as it relates to your franchise? Uh, Donnell in the chat, our good buddy, asked, "What do you think of the Super Bowl halftime show?" Yeah, so uh, I liked it. I did not love it as much as everybody else did. Like, I just felt like everybody was like, oh, that's the best halftime show ever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, it was, it was good. I'm an old hip-hop head. Yeah. I love, you know, Dre and Eminem and all those guys. 
Like it, it was it was nice to see that. Uh, 50 Cent shocked me, uh, and, and, and Donnell says it in the chat, like didn't expect it to see him come out. Yeah, 50 Cent was more looking like, you know, uh, a full, dollar. Full dollar. He, was, he wasn't looking like 50 Cent, you know what I mean? And so uh, he was a little, little hefty, a little, 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 Listen, a little thicker. We all get I mean? older, right? It's t- I mean, he shouldn't have an excuse. Like Saul and I are on the grind. We got kids, right? 50 ought to be able to get to his home gym and take, and, you know, if Super Bowl, you can do a little fasted maybe. I'm not telling him what he should do, but I don't know if there's an excuse he had, for my man. He had that white tee uh, tucked in quite tight, so it wouldn't <laughs> uh, expose his belly. I know uh, that. So I had that album. I loved it. Um, I think that was what, like 2003, 2004, maybe. It was like my sophomore year of high school. Uh, I enjoyed the halftime show. I do not think what two things about that that whole thing. Yeah. By the way, I saw a tweet about Snoop and how he was smoking weed before he got onto the field, and I'm like. Do you not know who Snoop is? Like, he smokes weed everywhere. It's also legal in L.A. I don't... That's not a breaking news. Number two, um, (laughs) Eminem taking a knee. I was like, well, that's an odd thing to get upset about because it wasn't during a national anthem. Yeah. He just took a knee. For all we know, he took a knee because he was playing I Ain't Mad at You for Tupac. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was doing maybe a prayer too, like saying his blessings. And and to be honest, I wouldn't even care. No, I didn't. I didn't even pay attention to that part. So, eh, people get mad about anything. Goodness, people think I'm thirsty for clicks. Those are the people that really were reaching for it. Best halftime show all time, in my estimation. Uh, And this isn't because of the boob thing, but I thought Justin Timberlake and Janet was a good one. And also Michael Jackson at Super Bowl 25. I thought that was, I mean, that was. Awesome. I I thought Prince a couple years ago was oh, was really good. Ooh, Prince was really good. I like I like when they bring out old acts, but I also it's a little bit sad. It's like you know, like when we saw the new Ghostbusters and they rolled out the Ghostbusters and they're old as hell, and you want that <laughs> nostalgia, right? But then you're watching Dre and up there, and they, they can't really move around all that well. So I understand like when they get like a Bruno Mars or somebody like that to dance around. Like you want a show, and I felt like you know outside of Mary J. Blige kind of doing her thing. For the most part, everybody was just kind of statuesque. Yeah, well, except for the the crip walk. Yes, by, uh, that was great. Snoop, yes, which also he was wearing a sweater that had the crip bandana on it. Oh, which I was like, oh, that's something different. <laughs> and uh, Ryan in the chat says uh, Bruno Mars was his fave. That was a good one too. I Saul and I both uh, are on pro Super Bowl halftime show this year, which kind of we had oh. a discussion with Craig Morgan about this during Please your Super don't Bowl ruin party. This Arizona. Can we can we talk about who the hell the Cardinals? <laughs> Cardinals, the Michael Bidwell and company, Super Bowl 57 next year in Arizona, mm. in Glendale. Who is going to be the Super Bowl halftime show? It's going to be Gwen Stefani oh, and Blake, Blake Shelton. Shelton. I, I don't know. want it to be. It's going to be I, something I like, like them, that. but I don't want... I Listen, you got to advance this forward. Like, we need newer, fresher acts. We can't keep going to the same Arizona well for every right. single thing. I like my guys, Jimmy World, like they performed at the at halftime of the of the finals. Yeah. Good for them. But listen, the Super Bowl is the biggest stage in sports. You got to come with it. Otherwise, people are just going to laugh at you. Uh, Ryan Ronan in the chat says, Drake and Kanye. I the first part that- of that, yes. You don't like Kanye West? No Hell more? no. You're, you're on anti, you don't like 808s I'm, and Heartbreak? I'm, 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 I'm anti-Kanye. Oh, no. It, and it's, it, I like early Kanye, but I don't like crazy Kanye. And crazy Kanye right now is just right. on a different level that I cannot vibe with at all. We, uh, I, I am down for some, you know, I like how they brought out Kendrick Lamar, but, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, mix it up a little bit. Maybe, uh, I don't know, let's uh, 
You can't put Travis Scott in there because of what happened last year at Astroworld. I feel like we're going to be the – because of they went so heavy into hip-hop and R&B this year, they're going, to, they're going to the opposite way, and we were going to, we're going to be the victims of that here in Arizona. They were going to go American Idol, the voice-esque with just top 40. I mean, I don't want to call it garbage because there, there's people who enjoy that. Just I I don't enjoy that I don't know I couldn't name one Blake Shelton song. Bring back uh, Bring back Bruno Mars with Anderson Pock. I wouldn't mind that. Anderson Pock was playing drums during this last Super right. Bowl halftime, and I thought that was really cool. So and then Giselle is in the in the in the comments saying Bad Bunny, which hey, I am out of that. That would be amazing, as Lin, our own Lindsey Smith says. Um, let's see, Rick James go with MB Ridas. I don't know who that is. Who? Who's MB Ridas? Ryan says Silk Sonic would be fire. I, now you're listening, people. I don't. I that that goes beyond my acumen. Um, people, <laughs> this is out of Johnny's wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm a big Duran Duran guy. They could get Duran oh Duran. They could get Phil Collins. Uh, oh I would be good God. with that. Oh yeah. Um, that's that's not a boomer move at all. <laughs> Bare naked ladies. <laughs> Oh my gosh! People, people are already gonna How think. How about it's... Justin Bieber? Silk Sonic. Uh, another people, uh, more people in chess saying Silk Sonic. All right, maybe Silk Sonic. Now I'll have to look them up. I'm not familiar with hey. them. I probably have heard their music. All right, this is good stuff. We bottom line is Super Bowl halftime show was an A. Uh, the Rams winning was an F. Uh, we're not into that, but we are. Maybe, into... maybe we should put out a poll on that one. We could. We definitely could put out a who, poll. Who would you like to see next year at the Super Bowl? We can try to get momentum with that, like we're trying Hell to get yeah. momentum for new uniforms. Uh, but by the way, Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just one buck on any team to win uh, $150 in free bets if they win. It's simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on same-game parlays, which my man Shane and I are addicted to. If you've checked out the PHNX Bets Daily Podcast, combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings, safe, secure, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. That money is in my bank account the minute I cash out. It's a call to action, friends. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, app. Use that promo code PHNX and bet just $1.00. To get 150 in free bets, that's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problems. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customer only. You got to deposit 5 bucks. That's the minimum deposit now. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. <laughs> Josh. Wait, Josh. The chat what is he says, saying? Who should perform in the halftime show is far too clickbaity. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, with a laughing emoji. I think what I'm just going to do, Josh, is I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get on this show and read the phone book and the dictionary for people. And then hopefully everybody is is in a we'll, good mood. We'll, we'll get to that at the end of the show because sure. I have a nice little graphic that we're going to pop up yes. courtesy of one Huge of our Huge tease if you're into Arizona sports media power rankings that we've got uh, some good stuff for you. But it's topic two. And guess what, friends, friends and family? <laughs> I've gone 20 minutes without talking in depth about Kyler Murray. Kyler. But that time is over now. So Bring if you're not, you don't want to talk about <laughs> Kyler Murray, please don't leave because I want you to hang out. Because we're not going to talk about what's gone on over the past week, week and a half, 48 hours. We're going to talk about support of Kyler Murray within the organization as it relates to his first three years with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, one of their esteemed writers, put out basically a tweet today that said... It broke down 
the support or lack thereof that Kyler Murray has got through the draft, and you think about, okay, Patrick Mahomes gets Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, right, and Clyde Hilaire, who's not great. He was a first-round pick, though. You know, they're trading picks for offensive linemen. Who has Kyler Murray got these past three seasons in the draft? Leah, if you could put that graphic up for me. Oh, good oh, hell. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And this is all with a big fat asterisk saying, yes, they got Hopkins for, you know, a carton of milk and a second-round pick. But you build through the draft. This is what we got going on. Love my guy, Rondell Moore. We think he's going to be a really good player. But he was a rookie last year, and he tailed off. From there, it gets ugly. Andy Isabella, who I fully expect the team to move or cut this offseason. Hakeem Butler, who never played a down during the regular season, missed his entire rookie season. They cut his butt, uh, and, and he's kind of a tweener, tight end, practice squad guy now. Keyshawn Johnson was probably the best value pick when you think about getting him in the sixth round of Kyler Murray's rookie draft in 2019. He's in San Francisco. And then Caleb Wilson was a tight end, I believe, out of UCLA. Was Josh Rosen's tight end? That's coincidental. And then, you know, you know Benjamin has been serviceable as a seventh. When I show you that list... What is it? What has come to mind? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not good. It's not great, Bob. No. <laughs> Especially when you look at some of the the options that were there um, at potential picks that the Cardinals did have, whether yeah. it be the first, second, or third round. Obviously, the two that come to mind immediately um, are uh, C.D. Lamb and D.K. Metcalf. Okay. Those are the two that come to mind immediately. Because yep. both of those guys ended up being game changers. Yep. Right? Um, so so when you when you miss like that mm -hmm. and then you result in what you have now, it's a big miss. Yeah. It's a big miss. You know what I mean? And you know, listen, I, I'm sitting here and I, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think, okay, how can the Cardinals improve? What does Kyler need yep. to get to the next level? Yep. In down the stretch of last season and the last, I think, three games of 2020, Kyler did not have a single game over 300 yards passing. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, and when we're talking about why in the second half of seasons they tend to fall apart, that's a contributing reason why. Now, okay. la in 2020, Kyler down the stretch ran for more yards at the end of the season to try and keep his team in it. Yeah, he had a great but, rushing season two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And and against the San Francisco, you know, against San Francisco, like that's that was kind of my point was against San Francisco when San Francisco really had no business winning that game and basically cost the Cardinals a spot in the playoffs. Um, Kyler had like 75 yards rushing, threw for like 270-plus yards, uh, had a couple touchdowns. He played a good game. It's just the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed in that game. So you Jeff don't, Wilson you, had like 180 yards rushing. So yeah, so you don't put that on Kyler. But this season, everything on the line against the Rams, it was quite the opposite. And that, to me, was because he didn't have a lot of help. Okay. He just didn't have a lot of help. Who are you throwing to? The two guys that you might be able to rely on basically didn't show up at all yeah. in Christian Kirk and uh, Rondell Moore. And A.J. Green was basically shook since the Green Bay game. Yeah. So who does he have besides Zach Ertz? Yeah. No one. Uh, and that's a good point. Like, okay, so they made trades. They've made a trade for Kyler in the offense each of the first three seasons. They got Kenyon Drake at the midseason trade deadline of his rookie year. And I thought that was a nice move. And, and Kenyon was a good serviceable player for them for about 18 months, right? Then they made the Hopkins deal. Second-round pick in David Johnson's been a slam-dunk home run. And then the Zach Ertz move, which was great. Um, and I think that, you know, most of us expect them to rekindle – 
talks of, of bringing him back and a, a nice extension to keep Zach in the Valley because clearly Kyler Murray loves throwing mm -hmm. Zach Ertz. Mm -hmm. He was the most targeted tight end in football since that trade. But to me, twofold, uh, the CeeDee Lamb scenario, but then also double down on that same draft, Tristan Wirfs was available at pick eight. Mm. Tristan Wirfs is the best right tackle in football, I believe. He's been to Pro Bowls each of the past two years. He was an All-Pro this year. He was available to the Cardinals. They took Isaiah Simmons. They didn't play Isaiah Simmons. Then they took Xavier Collins this year. They didn't play uh, Xavier Collins this year. To me, it goes back to the fact that there is a disconnect with the personnel grouping being Steve Kime, the scouts, and then the coaches on the team. Because I do think that if you're Cliff Kingsbury, and one of the things I appreciate about Cliff is Kyler Murray played his rookie year every game. Every game he was healthy. He, they trade for Kenyon Drake. He's the starter right away, right? You remember that Thursday night game against the 49ers? Just came in, plugged him in right away. He played Isabella. Isabella just didn't play well. He played Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore got hurt and then kind of got phased out a little bit. I trust Cliff Kingsbury to play the guys that Steve Kime drafts for him. So if, I, if I'm giving an endorsement of those two individuals, it's that. It's the disconnect then of giving Vance Joseph these premium draft picks. I mean... Byron Murphy didn't play that much until his third year. He was the 33rd overall pick in 2019. The back-to-back -back inside inside uh, linebackers, right? I just, that, I would just, at, at this point, if I'm Kime, I'm giving the, the resources to the head coach who we're trying to build back up and to my quarterback who clearly needs more support. Mm, I disagree. No? What's going on? You, you mean to tell me that you don't think Cliff was pounding the table for one of these wide receivers? In the last two drafts, I don't. I, I know. just especially that first year they drafted like fucking ten of them. It felt like, you know. Well, he wanted Rondell, or excuse me, wanted Andy Isabella. He wanted Andy Isabella out of UMass. They thought they'd be able to make him like a yak machine, and he's just been a disastrous pick. They there they were, picked they, three receivers in that draft. Yeah, but I don't Keyshawn, count. Keyshawn Butler. Day three receivers. Those are lottery tickets. I don't care about that. I care about rounds one, two, and three where the meat of your roster is built. And to I guess Hakeem was the first pick in the fourth round. But if you go back on Twitter, Cards Twitter, everybody, oh, people were excited. Everybody oh, yeah. wanted Hakeem Butler. I remember I'm I'm tweeting out gifts the night before, like do it, do it, Cliff, make it happen. You used to play him at Iowa State when you were at Texas Tech. Like I don't blame them for that pick. I don't. Sure, but. Andy Isabella was earlier than that. It was a horrible pick. Everybody thought it was a horrible pick. He was overdrafted. And, and, and again, is that Andy is like, why do I have this feeling Andy Isabella is going to go to the freaking Patriots and all of a sudden just kick ass? That's, you know what I mean? That is scary. You know what I mean? Like, is, so is that is that is that Cliff or is that Andy? And I feel like there's there's a healthy balance here yeah. of of fault on both of them. He will. I do think he's going to end up in New England. Teams were calling. If we remember, Albert Breer of MMQB wrote midseason, the te teams were calling to acquire Andy Isabella at the trading deadline of this past year. The Cardinals were reserved because if Rondell Moore, for instance, got, got injured, they had injuries at the receiver position. The Cardinals thought they were Super Bowl contenders this year, and they're like, why is a fifth-round pick going to help us right now? We'd rather have Andy here. And then Andy didn't even play at the end. It was inactive. And now I don't even know what you could get for Andy Isabella right now. Maybe a seventh just to unload his salary. Not even. Maybe a, a, a developmental corner, somebody like that. But I I just think at the end of the day, they have just they've missed on too many high-end offensive players. 
And if you give Kyler Murray somebody to grow and develop with, because I love the Hopkins deal, but he's almost 30 years old, right? Hopefully we get a couple more good seasons out of D-Hop. They're going to be paying him upwards of $20, $25 million per year. But like, there's a reason why it's worked so well in Kansas City. They have developed offensive superstars, and they're the outlier. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, they're going in the Hall of Fame, right? But, like, you even think about Justin Herbert's got Keenan Allen, who the Chargers drafted, and Mike Williams, who the Chargers drafted. You know, let's look in the Cardinals' own division. Debo Samuel is going to be able to grow and develop with Trey Lance now. Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf were grown and developed internally. Brandon Ayuk, Arizona State alum. Looks like he's going to be a good player. George Kittle. Second, second round. Second round pick, right? George Kittle went in the fifth round. The Cardinals just don't draft well enough, and then you try to do these Band-Aids and free agents. and I, Well, then you're also letting go of good quality all-around receivers. Yeah. Like Trent Sherfield, right? Yeah. Great on special teams. Mm-hmm. Made some big-time plays Couldn't in the play. Him. Made some big-time plays in the playoffs for the 49ers. Like, yeah. like what, are, what are these guys... What what is Andy Isabella doing for you right now? Nothing. No, he's inactive half the damn money. time. You know what I mean? So, listen. Somebody had asked in the in the chat: Is it more the scouts or is it Kime? I feel like again, it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. I don't. We that's the impossible part for us we'll never on the know. outside is we'll never know. We'll never know if a scout is like, listen. I know you guys like Isaiah Simmons, but you do not want to pass up on Tristan Wirfs or, or CeeDee Lamb. you got to take one of those guys, right? Or I'm sorry, that, that was Avon Collins, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, we have no idea. And, and listen, when you're the trigger guy and you get excited about a player and you think you absolutely know that this is the way to go, then that's that. I think It doesn't that- matter how much research these scouts have done. As we enter draft season and we talk about projections, my only ask of this organization is one thing. And I asked this last year, before even they picked Zayvon Collins, have a plan for your pick, right? And to their credit, they had a plan for Rondell Moore early, and they got him going, and he was electrifying before he got hurt. And I would hope that Kingsbury can maximize him in his second season. They had no plan for Zayvon Collins or Isaiah Simmons. If Tristan Wurst had been drafted by this organization— they would never have signed Kelvin Beecham. Tristan Wirtz would have been the right tackle for the last two years. Plug-and-play guy. Same with CeeDee Lamb. Have they drafted CeeDee Lamb, Christian Kirk would have moved to the slot two years ago, and it had been Hopkins and CeeDee Lamb, and you would have had something you do not have with the back-to-back first-round picks, clarity. You do not have clarity and certainty with Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collins. We are still asking questions. What positions should they play? What percentage of defensive snaps? Blah, blah, blah. I want plug-and-play guys. So if you're sitting there at 23, this is why I liked Najee Harris last year at 16, because I knew that he would come in and play right away. And I knew that going forward, he's your every-down guy. Is that great value? Maybe, maybe not. Is it great value to take a guard at 23 or what? This, this organization now has been so poor in drafting, especially in the first round, we have to lower our expectations and strip it down to, yeah. are, is this guy just going to play in year one? Does he have a role? right? Can he come in and start right away at a position of need? And if the answer is yes, then in my opinion, that's a good pick. If the answer is, well, we got to wait and see at camp and we think he can be a tweener and a rotational. No, if he's a first round pick, especially offensively with Cliff, who I do trust more than Vance Joseph to play younger players, 
you got to be plug and play, ready to go mm -hmm. in a season that is must, must win. Oh, yeah. Which is why I think a lot of people are like, screw that first round pick. Going tr trade it for somebody. I don't care. Well, again, it just depends on who's there at 23. Right. And somebody could drop down or somebody that you really, really love could be there. Again, I'm going to pound the table until the damn draft happens. Mm -hmm. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa is the guy at tackle that I think the Cardinals should absolutely go after and get because he's a mauler. He's somebody that's going to make plays. On the offensive line, that's what they need to shore up more than anything else, in my opinion, because you're never going to realize the potential of these these receivers if Kyler Murray is constantly running for his life or looking down because he's afraid Aaron Donald's about to bust him right in the chops. Mm -hmm. Like he was running for half of the season, the second half of the season, seemingly every other drop back pass. Yes, correct. Um, and he needs a cleaner pocket, especially. Up front, right over the middle. He just does because of his height. The problem with trading for premium players is you have to extend them right away. They usually want to raise, a la Hopkins, right? Remember when the Houston Texans traded for Laramie Tunsil? They immediately had to pay him. And then they're always older, right? And so you're worried about not getting their best football. Some of you have a he, comment you want to Well, yeah, to he said, uh, we don't need a tackle right now, though. He is not going to get on the field over Hump or Beecham. That's a good point. It is true. You he could also play guard. Yes. He he was playing guard at the senior bowl. Um and in that position you absolutely could use him right, right now. And you could kick him to to tackle uh after Kelvin Beecham's next season. Yeah. Because Kelvin Beecham's very much year to year. By the way, DJ Humphreys is a free agent in two years. He's got one year left on his contract. So And he didn't exactly light the world on fire yeah. the last Don't handful of games. Don't let that, that faux Pro Bowl berth uh, confuse the fact that he did not play well. Um, what you shouldn't be confused on, by the way, are these phenomenal new tees that we have at our PHNX Merchandise Locker, phnxlocker.com. I have our brand spanking new Bird Gang t-shirt right here. I'm just going to show it off. It is fantastic. The highest quality of fabric. You can get it right now at phnxlocker.com, $29.99, or you can become a member, join our family at gophnx.com. Dot com get exclusive content we are in the Ooh. full swing of nba season we're praying to god baseball season shows up here but we've got content coming around the clock we're going to be at the combine in two weeks nfl draft coverage free agency at gophnx.com 50 cents for the first month 8.99 for the subsequent months or you can pay just under 60 bucks right now which is half for the entire year and get this free t-shirt or any t-shirt you want right now i think we've got 20 percent off our Phoenix Suns t-shirts going on right now. That's at gophnx.com. You can't beat it. No, you can't beat it. It's nice quality material. It feels good on the skin. It's not that bullshit 100% cotton stuff that no. shrinks uh, two sizes when you wash it. Like, it's good stuff. So over the weekend, this has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little Real bit. Real quick, Metallica. Yes, I'd be all down for Metallica playing at the Super Bowl. Really? Oh, yeah. I love Metallica, man. Yeah, they got good stuff. I mean, again, you, you're going with the old heads again. You are going with the whole heads, but it's almost similar to the 90s hip-hop heads, is that Metallica was a vibe in the 90s. Yeah. And like, and and they get down. Like, you yeah. can get down with that beat. Like, it's just, it's just sick. It is. There you go. Anyway. Okay. So another old head. Let's talk about this. So Calais Campbell, former Arizona Cardinal, over the weekend... Uh, you know, former Walter Payton Man of the Year, was with the Baltimore Ravens this past season, intends to come back for a 15th NFL mm. season, has put his name in the free agency wire. Uh, you could get him, I would imagine, for relatively cheap. He only had one and a half sacks last year, but he was healthy. 
I just think, Saul, and I pose this question to you. I'll let you answer here in a second. I just think right now for this organization, they are looking for good press. And you're not going to bring back Honey Badger <laughs> because of the burned bridges that he has with Steve Kime. And I think Honey Badger might be a little unrealistic, that being Tyron, with his market and what yes. people may pay him. And the Cardinals don't need a safety. You want some defensive line help? You want to get him in here with J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt's back next year? I think that if I could predict one free agency move that I would not be surprised by in the slightest, the Cardinals go out early. They did this with Terrell Suggs two years ago. Mm. Remember how bad that, of a signing that was? And I think Calais is a better player than Terrell Suggs was. Remember that? They wanted to get the eyes off of the Josh Rosen disaster, right, and the Kyler Murray speculation. So they went out and signed Terrell Suggs. And that was a terrible move, and they ended up releasing him during the season. But look, ASU homecoming, Terrell Suggs. We brought him back. We've rectified the scenario on draft day all those years <laughs> ago. That's what, was, that's what they were trying to do. It's going to be Terrell Suggs 2.0. I'm predicting Calais Campbell back in Arizona, one-year deal. And I pose this on Twitter. People love the idea. I actually think it would be a good fit. We just heard it from Mortensen. They're looking for guys, locker room leadership guys. Calais Campbell, 15th NFL season. He's drafted in 2018. What say you? He wasn't drafted in 2018. Or 2008, I'm there sorry. You go. Um, I like it. Listen, Calais was never a sack guy anyway. No. So... His one-and-a-half sacks is kind of irrelevant because he clogs up the middle. He demands your attention. you gotta, you got to account for him when you're dropping back to pass because mm-hmm. he is so long, right? Yeah. Ndamukong Sue, uh, Jalen in the chat was like, would you rather have Clayus or Ndamukong Sue? I would rather have Clayus. I would too. Just because I feel like he just demands a little bit more attention. He's a better the, leader too, I think. A better leader all, all the way around. Like, yes, I, I, I would very much like to see Clayus come back. Um, I smirked because you brought up Terrell Suggs, and even I, as much as I love Terrell Suggs, you know, in his career, when they brought him back, I was like, "But why though? Mm-hmm. Like, but why? We know yeah, why. It, it, we, we know exactly yeah. why they did it." So, uh, yeah, again, would love to have Calais back in the fold. He's a little bit longer in the tooth. He might not be able to give you as many reps as he once, you know, could, but. The stability. I think he's a stable guy. Doesn't get injured very often. Correct. Like he's just a solid player. And this defensive line, who was battered all season long, yeah. desperately needs some consistency. So yeah, I rotational like guy. Listen, there's a player that I don't think we talk enough about because right now everybody is is big on you know putting this team down for whatever reason. Zach Allen played really well this year. He did. And he's a guy. If you're looking at second contracts. He puts another season together. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be somebody that is he ever going to make a Pro Bowl? Maybe, maybe not. But he's going to be a good, probably, hopefully, five to seven year starter for this team. And so, hopefully, he's entering the the peak of his of his prime. You've got Watt. Watt will be back. They need another nose tackle. I think I, I'm not sure what to make of Lekifo to Rashad Lawrence if they can play nose tackle. I don't expect Corey Peters to be back. Um, Calais could be a rotational player a locker room guy to help out if you could get him for relatively cheap. I'm Calais didn't leave this organization on bad terms. He got paid a boatload by Jacksonville. Really kind of solidified his career there. Walter Payton man of the year, somebody that the league puts up as just one of their shining beacons of just a great human being. So if you could get him back here for relatively cheap, I would be all for it, especially then I don't feel like you would have to reach on a player at 23 or in the 50s, whenever that second round pick is, to fill that whole rotational defensive lineman. So 
I would be for it. It's something I thought was interesting. You had something that you found on Twitter as it relates to Arizona media mm-hmm. that you thought was interesting, and I am legitimately hurt by it. It hurts me. <laughs> uh, our guy, uh, oh, let me make sure I get this, this tag right because I don't want to do this kid any justice, but uh, I do very much appreciate the CO life, the underscore CO underscore life um, out there doing his thing on Twitter. Uh, posted this graphic on social, ranking journalists nice. from, that cover the Cardinals nice. in the area. And our own Johnny Venerable was, who is your source? Made the cut. Hell we yeah. Made the cut, but you were fourth on the line, uh, which is <laughs> second from the bottom, yeah. uh, along with Alex Clancy, Mike Jarecki, and uh, Josh Weinfuss. Dead last was Chuck Harris. Yeah. Um, it, but what I find interesting about this, and this is a very good experiment on on what is journalism, what is what is uh, you know what is social media, yeah, and how, what people view as a journalist, right? Mm-hmm. Darren Urban, fantastic guy, yeah, has been a journalist for a very very long time. But he covers the team for the team. Correct. He works, so he's employed by the Cardinals. He is employed by the Cardinals. They even have the Cardinals team account on there. Um, great consistency by the team. Well, hell what, yeah, that's great consistency. Well, 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 let me say this. So you, it, it depends on what your flavor is yeah. in terms of what you consider um, news yeah. or journalism or whatever. You can take the graphic down now, Leah. Uh, because those two things, in my estimation... Um, the Cardinals and Darren Urban. Um, that tells me that this particular individual likes a very. Um, it, we gotta say it's one sided. Pro it's, team. It's a it's a pro team account. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what you want to consume. Absolutely, go ham. That's what you like. Perfectly fine. There's other guys on there that stir the pot a little bit, yourself included. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and then you got your guys like uh, Jess Root and and Mike Jarecki also works for the team as well. Just, and, he just is, blocks everybody so no one can see his tweets. Well, <laughs> Put it in your chat if you're blocked by Mike Jarecki, by the way. <laughs> I, I love Mike Jarecki. I've always had a great relationship with him. He, helped, he helped me coming up. Uh, he's always been friendly. And uh, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's always been a pro-team guy. Um, and he will call people out on their own BS when they, when they try to call the team out. And that's, that's kind of my thing, though, right? Like, listen, Johnny, you've gotten shit on. On the last in the last week and a half, yes, and people think that you have legitimately started this whole Kyler thing all by yourself. I'm honored, which is quite a move. But I'm it's here a to bold t- move, Cotton. Uh, but I'm here. To- Scotty J says I'm blocked by MJ. But I'm here <laughs> to tell you that it's because you're not just going by what the team says. Sure, you're not just doing that kind of stuff. Like we we have to engage in a conversation. I think this is what makes people upset and mad is that they think maybe it's clickbait or it's not clickbait. Yeah, like you posted something today, and um, and and I thought it was an engaging question. It was an engaging question, and people get upset about it because yeah. they're like, well, why? It's it's almost as if people think that because we keep talking about Kyler, eventually. It's going to just keep like like as if there's a loudspeaker in Kyler's house that is on 24-7 about Cardinals chatter. And the more times he hears it, he's like, you know what? I do think I want to leave. Like, no, that's not like if he isn't already thinking about it, then it's not going to happen. 
And if the team isn't thinking about moves, then it's not going to happen. We have no power or control over what Kyler thinks or does or the team thinks or does. They're their own individual entities. And Johnny is not responsible for the actions of those that do not are not under his control. He just isn't. And I wish people would understand that. Let me say a few things. <laughs> I am honored, first of all, by all of your support. Uh, I did tweet out something this morning, and people did not respond well to it. For those of you who don't know, so I start my day when I prepare for the show. I go to YouTube, I go to Twitter, and I and I look up what is getting the conversation started. And there were, I'm not going to say who they were, there were four national shows that began their day or had parts of their shows committed to basically diminishing Kyler Murray, diminishing his leadership. You got Skip Bayless saying he's out on Kyler Murray. So his his reputation, whether you want to believe it or not, externally outside the Valley. With has, some sources. With some sources, legitimate sources, have has been tarnished. So my question is, how does he rebuild that if he needs to, right? There are a lot of people who do, clearly do not think Kyler Murray needs to rebuild his, his image. That, that's totally fine. Or his reputation or whatever. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not here for the profanity and all that. So I took it down. It's the one time I'm going to do that moving forward. If you have something to say, please say it. We encourage that. We want yeah. the conversation. We want the discussion. Going going back to that chart, too, I think a couple of different things stand out to me. And that's one person's opinion. If you ask Josh Weinfuss, like, I, I'm pretty sure he would tell you, like, he is not a fan of the Cardinals. He may be a fan of, of people who work there. I'm not saying this as, uh, this is just my opinion on the situation i think he went to indiana he's maybe from the east coast you know like and so he's pretty cut and dry in his in his reporting and a lot of people don't like that right and while i am a fan of the team and saul's a fan of the team mm -hmm. we also don't want to wear rose-colored glasses and feed you and be naive to a lot of what's happening i think that that is being objective in a lot of ways in my opinion allows us to i don't know be respectful of you so we're not so, I don't know how to put this, rose-colored. So we're not, so we can be objective and have honest well, conversations. Well, the most important thing to me is like, okay, these guys, like some of some of these people that were coming at, uh, coming at us on Twitter or whatever, like, okay, cool. If you and I were sitting in the garage and we were talking about Kyler Murray, would mm -hmm. we be talking about the same things? Or would you want to hear me be like, oh, I love Kyler. He's doing nothing wrong. Like this is, I don't know why this is like, no, we would be having an engaged conversation just Correct. like we normally do about any controversial topic. Like this is no different, right? We are, we are a mouthpiece, right? We have we have this outlet. We have this network. We're trying to put information out there. Not all of it is going to be, you know, hugs and kisses. We're not going to hit a thousand. We're going to break some eggs. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just what it is, man. But you know what? It's fun. It's fun to talk about. And people get stressed out about this. They do. And, and, and it does affect their everyday life. I am cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we do have to have a, cons a, a discussion we do. because people are in our chat and they want to know. They have other questions that they want answered, like Christy Marie right now saying, are either Kirk or Green coming back? Honestly, I would let them walk. Also, would you rather resign Edmonds or Connor? I will tell you this. I think Kirk and Green are both going to be gone. Correct. And I also think that Connor will come back, probably not Chase Edmonds. I would agree with all that. Hey. Well said. Cardinals update. This whole situation is not fun. And I think that that is the root cause of this is. It's not fun. We're no. not. No one is having fun with this Kyler Murray speculation. And people think that we're having fun with it. I have to present 
talking points to get your opinion. We want your opinion yeah. on it. And if I come up here and we lead the show this past Monday and Tuesday on NFL draft prospects, you know what everybody's going to be saying in the chat? What do you think about Kyler Murray? Oh, what yeah. the hell's going yeah, on yeah. with Kyler Murray? Talk about that. So then we talk about it, and it's like we're driving a narrative that doesn't exist. That clearly does. So the the other thing I do want to say, and I, I'm going to defend my man right here because which you don't have. I don't no, ask no, him no, to no, do no, that. No, by yeah, the way. I, I got this on my own. I'm my own fucking man. <laughs> um, nobody wakes up in the morning first thing and tries to get a pulse of what everybody's talking about, like this guy. He just they just don't. And he's been doing Cardinals Twitter and Cardinals social for a while um, before he even came here to PHNX. And that's the reason why um, I reached out to him to bring him here is because I thought he had a pretty good pulse on what people want to talk about when it comes to the Cardinals. And for everyone that always complains about why does the national media not cover the Cardinals? Why don't they talk about us? Why can't they just do this? Like you have you have this guy that wants to talk about this stuff. He he wants to bring this to your you, you he he wants to bring your guy this to your guys's purview. He wants this purview purview not not purview the forefront the yeah the forefront the, there yeah. we go. Um, and we are engaged in this conversation. Like, listen, Kyler Murray's the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. We don't we both don't think that should change. No, we both are on. Team Kyler. Like, go back to the first game of the season and watch my man jump around the freaking the newsroom when we're watching the game because he's excited about the Cardinals. Like, everybody's got this thought of what traditional media is. We're not traditional. Do you want, and Cardinals update, I appreciate this because this is what my, I hope everybody's endgame is. We, we expect excellence from this organization we want excellence. By the way, I think that's what Kyler Murray wants, too. Yes. If you want status quo, this team will never be held accountable. You know who holds their teams accountable? The teams in the East Coast, right? The teams in the markets that have historically won because they demand it, right? You don't think that people in Green Bay right now are pissed as hell at the Packer front office after that Jordan Love pick and put pressure on the front office? Like, figure this shit out with Aaron Rodgers. And that's not a talking point. Every single day I follow Packer beat writers and Packer reporters there, do the same kind of media that we do. It's the talking point all the time, right? We are here hopefully to shake up a little bit of what has been the status quo for far, far too long. We are here to be a thought partner and a driving catalyst of what you want to hear. Yeah. And if absolutely. and if we're not doing that, then we're not we're not doing our job. So I I appreciate the kind words. We, we want this to be an outlet for you to express what you and feel and hear and want to discuss. And if, if Kyler Murray wasn't such a lightning rod right now, we wouldn't be talking about him. But he's the biggest brand this organization has had since Larry Fitzgerald and will probably supersede that after everything is, and not talking about a better player, just as an individual brand. Kyler Murray is on a different level. He's on a national level. And and he's the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, so I, we got to talk about it. I'll say this: I I even I will admit that I did not think that Kyler Murray was the national lightning rod that he ended up being in this last week and a half. Yep, I will say that right now. I would now. agree with that. And in that, for that alone, he is already on an, another level than Larry Fitzgerald because largely Larry Fitzgerald never ruffled the feathers. Well, and right? he was a receiver too. It's harder. Yeah, but he's the quarterback. He's the face of the franchise. He is an up-and-coming <clears throat> he's an up-and-coming quarterback who could have Hall of Fame potential. Absolutely. And or he does have Hall of Fame potential. That's not a could. It, 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 he has that. 
and there's a there's there's a, a ceiling that people think he might be able to get to that is on the same echelon as the as the greats. This scares people because they want him to be part of this organization for a very long time. They've seen what's happened down the street with Devin Booker. They want the same thing for their own franchise because far too long we've either gotten the scraps or the leftovers or the almost the guys. or the almost has beens from mm-hmm. other organizations. And though they have worked out, it hasn't always been pretty. This is the first homegrown talent. People want to hold on to that. They're passionate about it. We appreciate your passion for it, and we want to encourage that passion to come across constructively, and we will absolutely engage with you on social, on this show. This is your show. It is. And we, we want you to, to feel like you are part of this show. That's the best way to describe it. And we can talk about how the Cardinals are in the wrong, and we can talk about how some optics with Kyler Murray don't look great, but also clearly defend him in what we believe the organization cannot screw this up. They have to make this work. They ha- I believe they have to extend him, and I think they should extend him today and put this behind him so you can hit the ground running in free agency. Quickly, I want to remind everybody, children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. It is safe, easy, free, and effective. COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash findvaccine for a location nearest to you. Jalen has a question for you, Johnny. What's that? Johnny's the writer, so when are y'all going to do a mock for us to judge? I would love I would love to get a mock out for you to pick apart. It's been a busy week. I promise you I will have a mock before the combine in two weeks, which, by the way, we will be there. And to, I like this point right here, um, if I can find it here. We need Kime. Scott says, we need more hard questions for Kime in the front office. I feel like AZ Sports Media has been awfully soft with questions. If you don't think we're going to put our foot on the gas as it relates to that, we are hoping to have access to Steve Kimes' press conference at the NFL Combine so we can ask him about all this stuff. Because I I agree with you, Scott. I was that person at home a decade ago, 15 years ago. Why aren't you asking these questions? What's going on? Ask these questions. Put pressure on them. What's happening here? And we never want a fan base to be in that position again, not only with Cardinals, but sons, if you're not seeing what Craig Morgan and company are doing with the Coyotes, holding that franchise accountable for everything that's going on, the Diamondbacks, Derek and Jesse, that's what this organization, in my opinion, will do better than anybody is to shake it up and make sure that every question that you have that's respectful but legitimate gets asked. A million percent. And I'm not going to belabor the point anymore than I already have. Um, it's it's Listen, it's fun to be an Arizona sports fan. Not every day is going to be fun to be an Arizona sports fan. Um, we're here to try and uh, bridge that gap and make sure people are feeling good about their teams. Uh, we have a, a lot of people that work endlessly to try and bring coverage and content to you guys. Um, that's why we encourage you to follow us on our social channels. Give us the thumbs up on the YouTube page. And, um, yeah, it's again, it's a process. Yeah. And sometimes we're not going to bat a thousand. Um, but, you know, hey. Christy Marie in the chat says it right here. I'm here in the chat watching you guys because I'm sick of traditional media. Speak your truth with authenticity. Us fans need to embrace different viewpoints. It, absolutely. I appreciate that, Christy. We do have a little bit of a different viewpoint. And and listen, we get to cuss on this show. We get to say some stupid shit, and it's fantastic. The rest of the media can't do that. Um, 
but this is this is how we roll, and it's it's fantastic. Giselle, love uh, all y'all on PHNX Sports. We love you right back because we couldn't do this without you. Yep. We will be held accountable. Yep. We can make fun of ourselves. Certainly, I get made fun of consistently, and I'm I'm here for it. What I want is what you want. I want wall-to-wall coverage of this team and an open forum to discuss the team I'm passionate about in the city I'm passionate about. Absolutely. So on that note, uh, thanks for watching today. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. It would help us immensely. Like the YouTube video, subscribe at GoPHNX Sports on YouTube. We will be back tomorrow. Saul and I and Cheerson Sousel is going to talk a little hey. bit about her new PHNX outlet, PHNX the story, what she's got cranking out there, all kinds of good stuff. But until then, see you tomorrow.